Okay, we'll just start over then. Welcome to Bad Pipes Podcast. I'm Andrew. With me is Scott. All right, so this week, one of us was supposed to have watched all of Baki, and yet this week, only one of us has still watched all of all of Baki. So instead. I wanted to talk about some uh, recent internet drama loosely revolving around uh, anime. How do you feel about that? Some drama around anime? Yeah. Uh, what's the drama? Are you familiar with a semi-internet famous uh, political streamer Vosh? Uh, yeah, his lolly stuff? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. All right, so since Scott knows, uh, for for our listeners, all three of you, um, this dude Vosh. All right. Yes, he <laughs> is a he is a streamer, uh, st- like political streamer personality, video games and whatnot. Uh, from what I understand, apparently he was on stream opening up some folders and he happened to open up a folder containing, uh, is it lolly, lollycon? Is I that the full the term? the term is a lollycon. Yeah. Uh, and not to get too graphic, but it was like horses having intercourse with, uh, small lollies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is kind of a complaint I've had historically with anime is that uh, learn some freak shit. Well, you'll be watching a show because you read the thing and you're like, oh, this sounds interesting. It's about like a 300 year old vampire and a fucking dude who doesn't know what he's doing or something. Yeah. And so you start watching it and then like the 300 year old vampire looks like a like 10 year old girl and you're like, oh, dude what the fuck and then like yeah it's just like overtly sexual the tension between the the two characters and you're like this is fucking gross like it's gross and uh like it it ruins a lot of anime for me yeah Um, it's some weird freak shit yeah uh, so like a lot of the times I see that kind of shit and I'll like first episode, I'm like, all right, not watching this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's why I tend to go back to like more, more so anime. that's just like classic kind of stuff rather than like trying to find new shit just cause I'm like, I don't want to fucking get like four episodes into something and then it be fucking weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we even talked about this Reese, not recently, but like within the last year or so with that. God, what was that show on Netflix? It was like heavy metal something. No, not heavy metal. It was like, I don't know. Do you remember what show I was talking about? I'm not certain. No. Um, can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, well, Anyway, the gist of the show is, like, this teenage girl had to kiss, like, a six-year-old boy to turn him into, like, this ancient necromancer, evil 
dude who was like I don't know but like the whole fucking setup for the thing is like weird and you're like why did yeah. I do this um, yeah I, I, I hear what you're saying like there's just there is some really fucking weird I mean culturally they're just into that weird shit a lot of times I mean shit even like classic ones uh, like Evangelion the end of Evangelion movie where he like fucking jerks off in the hospital is like what the fuck man like why why is this here yeah 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 I don't know just frustrating so like Lolly gross alright and then like the hentai shit which I think is like Lollycon or whatever uh still fucking gross um <laughs> but the situation with Vosh is kind of like a little more complex right because historically he has made comments right like under communism almost certainly the age of consent would be lower uh that's nearly Weird. verbatim quote um, he has also made arguments that like uh, a sexual relationship between an adult and uh, an underage individual can be like a healthy thing even for the person who's underage and I'm like what yeah, no. how has this dude gone on for so long saying shit like this on the internet um, yeah and then to kind of like cap this off uh, he recently was saying something was like the thing about anime is that it attracts people on the far right because of things like lolly and uh, other like trad wife type thing. Like, dude, if you listen to him talk, it's the most like disingenuous, like bad faith takes on like everything. Yeah. And like, this is just like the fucking keystone that finally fell out and like the arch has fallen. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, because he, he makes all these comments about like, oh, uh, alt-right people like lollies because they're fucking easily manipulatable, eh, whatever. <laughs> and then like, accidentally opens a fucking thing on his, on his computer and uh, what does he have? Like, files full of fucking... Yeah, he got that freak shit. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's just like the hypocrisy of it, I guess, is what's kind yeah. of the, the salt on this juicy little morsel. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that. It's just a thing that happened. No, it's that gross. is like it's hypocritical. It's yeah, disappointing. Um, it it is yeah. I mean, I've never been a fan of his. Um, I, I've never really even I've never even really watched this. Stuff. I think um, who I don't even know if Charlie covered it. If Moist Moist Critical covered it, I, I can't remember how I found out. Actually, it might have been on Twitter. Might have been people like posting. Oh. Uh, Destiny fucking cooked his ass over it. Yeah.
because uh, like when you're th- talking about like the holy trinity of leftist uh, commentators or political mm-hmm. commentary, it's like Vosh, Hassan, and Destiny. Um, yeah. And I remember like probably a year or so ago, uh, Ludwig, another pretty big streamer, did a a thing where he was like comparing the overlap in people's uh like fan bases and destiny's fan base has like the greatest overlap with like every other fan base which is really interesting like destiny is a huge streamer and he's not even on twitch uh and i guess him vosh and hassan used to all be like very friendly um but Vosh did some like childish shit and kind of like turned his back on this Destiny guy, and then uh, dude, mm-hmm. he came out with the fucking dagger. Yeah, I uh, that was yeah, I saw him getting cooked from everyone. Cause I think I think even Hassan had referred to him as a as a debate pedo, and people were just kind of like, well. Probably not what he meant, but he kind of hit it on the nose. Yeah. So he, I mean, he was just getting cooked by everyone, and yeah, rightfully so. That's that's oh yeah, weird weird freak shit. <laughs> yeah, everyone's been calling him like a horse fucker and all kinds of shit uh, online. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, it's even uh, like you took it a step further. Like lo- the lolly stuff's bad enough, but then you you have some like even weirder fetish type shit going on there um that was like fuck I can't remember there was like there was like an anime I remember people were saying was like really good it even might have been Jake who was like saying it was really good and the concept really? seemed cool but then it was like some it, it, the characters are like these like lollies are like children now I don't think there's, I don't know if there's any Wait, like weird stuff this? going on in it I, I can't fucking remember. Um, this is a, this is a long time ago. Um, it I, I want to say it was the concept of it was that like they live like outside of this like giant hole in the earth that they has like hasn't been explored and it's all about like going down and exploring it. There's like a whole ecosystem below the earth or something. I I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure, like, all of the characters are, like... Is it Maiden Abyss? I think it is Maiden Abyss. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I just, like... I don't get why if you have a cool idea for... Oh, you know what's funny? <laughs> what? Uh, you search Made in an Abyss and like the first thing one of the first things it asks is like what is the Made in Abyss controversy yeah despite holding a massive fan base Made in the Abyss has become rather controversial for its recurring presentation and themes of child torture abuse rape and experimentation by the anime's villain yeah it's like it, it's like something like this that has like a major fan base and people recommend it all the time and it's got weird shit I'm like nah I'm 
like I'm good. Yeah. There's even like there's even like forums and stuff where they talk about the the mangaka, like the guy who who writes it, being like basically a shameless pedophile. Yeah, uh, I. It's just gross. It's just fucking gross. But at the same time, there's a lot of good anime out there, such as Baki. 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 A very good one. Lots of half-naked dudes fighting. Yeah. Um, the, one of the things I can only think about while watching this is about... The, I, I... If you need to... It, Andrew, if you need to make a confession right now, you can do that. You, you're the guy who wrote this, right? Like these are your drawings. God, I fucking wish. I these I wish I these draw this good. These bring me straight back to high school. <laughs> and all the dudes you used to draw. You you were ahead of the game here. Alright, so anyone who doesn't know, the the show Baki, alright, the the protagonist, Baki Hanma. This is coming from IMDB. Uh, trains with an intense focus to become strong enough to surpass his father, Yujiro Hanma, the strongest fighter in the world. Um, the thing about it, though, is that everyone in this show, like, the art style is drawn to be just, like, graphically muscular. <laughs> They're, like, every dude in this show is not even just, like, insanely ripped it, it here's the thing it, and I, I think it's hilarious you you have one of there's one or two types of guys in this there are tall and short kings you have nothing in between you're either like insanely tall and freakishly large or you're like Baki or like um uh what's the dude's name um so like Baki's kind of short because he's Japanese uh mm -hmm. His dad is like a head taller than him. Uh, yeah. Then you have like Dopo Orochi, who's like this short, like short, but fucking oh, badass. A are you watching? Uh, are you? I'm watching the dub. Subbed or dubbed? I'm watching the dub. Oh yeah. So Dopo Orochi is voiced by the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Bloom. Yeah. So. If we want to take it aside for sub and dub stuff here, I typically nowadays, so so everyone has always made the argument of, of, oh, sub's better, sub's better. And I think maybe you had an argument back in the past before there yeah, was in, like, the resources. The 90s, uh, yeah. Like shows from the 90s that still have the original like subs. Yeah. Or the original dub. Uh, you might want to Crash. watch it like with the subs yeah. on. Yeah, because... Very much like they definitely didn't have the resources to make sure that they were translating properly and had good voice actors. But like nowadays, you have so much money thrown into these to like have good voice actors. Like yeah. like watching this, watching the dub of this, I was like, damn, they really like they. Some of these voice actors, like the English voice actors, fucking like they got some, they got some deep raspy like manly voices. Oh yeah, like everyone in the show has like a solid voice. There's no like yeah. a half-assed performance. Well, and and the thing I like about the English dub is because this is an anime where 
you know, it takes place in our world, and you have like, you know, the, the you know from the from the premise, you have the five convicts who come to try to, you know, taste defeat, and they're trying to come for Baki to to lose lose a fight. Um, you know, you have like the American convicts, you have like the Russian guy. Like the thing about the English dub is you can you can get those like the dialects, you can get the the accents in there. Yeah. Um, very well. And even like so. the old man that like runs the tournament, the little dude, mm-hmm. he's got that sort of like kind of southern yeah. accent. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he does. Bucky, um, what are you doing? Do you know what I didn't realize? I think until today is, um, I believe Spec, the first opponent that really comes in there to fight. Uh huh. Um, I believe is he a Florida man? Is he a Florida man? <laughs> because it's it's mentioned here he the <laughs> prison the prison he escaped from is a Florida state prison. Oh hell yeah! So I believe he is. So he's and he escaped he the dude that like blows everything up. Uh, so no, he um he's the one down in the giant submarine. Apparently, it is a Florida state prison located 200 meters underwater in a giant submarine. <laughs> God. So, and he does have that southern accent. Um, you know I did not know that Troy Baker voiced Baki. I didn't know that either. Damn, dude, they got a good cast for this. Yeah. Solid. But yeah, so he's a he's a Florida man. And what's his specialization again? Um, what was so what was his thing? Uh he was like I can't remember. I feel like that was so long ago now. Um. Oh, oh, his uh, his apnea rush where he could just like attack for five minutes without breathing because he he trained like on the submarine to to escape. He had trained like in in like exercise and worked out while holding his breath for five minutes at a time. Yeah. And that way he was able to bust out of the submarine and swim up from like the bottom of the fucking ocean. Dude, he's seven foot three. Dude, it's Yeah. Spec is a bald tattooed elderly man who appears to be in his fifties, although he is actually ninety seven years old. Yeah, that was after after he's beaten, the doctors are like tending to him and they're like, This dude's actually ninety seven. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, I just love the characters in this. Uh, like him, like all of the bad guys are like really fucking menacing. And they're all, they're all done like really well to where they, they're so, they're all so different. Like they escaped these different situations all, all, all themselves. They have their own fighting styles. Um, because like so far in the story, like basically I'm, I'm on the third. Like we're we're now kind of in the the part of um. Dude, Skor- on- is it Skorovsky? Sikorsky, 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 Sikorsky is who they're uh, who they're now like going- a category page on the Baki Wiki for brute force users. Which apparently includes like Spec, uh, Biscuit Oliver, 
uh, mm -hmm. Hector Doyle, Sikorsky, and uh, Hanayama. Oh, uh, yeah. And then you haven't met him yet, but Pickle, too. But Pickle makes sense. because His name's just Pickle? Yes. I'm excited to meet him. Dude, Pickle is fucking great. <laughs> now I'm excited. You got, uh, a bit of, you got a bit of distance to cover before you get the Pickle. Yeah. Well, I will be I will be going through it. Um, where? So, because we have two Americans in this, right? The other one is... Um, so, Speckle so, goes berserk. Doyle is like a weapons expert. He's turned his body into a weapon, and he's like got concealed weapons. Yeah, yeah. Sikorsky is this like dude that can fucking has incredible endurance, can like hang on to Dorian. a bridge for... Yeah, Dorian's the other one. Uh, so, yeah, because the two Americans are the ones who get beaten first. Um, Speck and then Dorian. Um, yeah, because Speck is pretty much beaten and then uh, detained. Re, re, you know, they, they arrest him again. Dorian basically gets brain broken um, after he like menaces all of the um the was it Shinshin Kai members he's just like has a straight up like entire his entire arc is just like involved with just absolutely going after all those guys um and then yeah i i really i i really enjoyed his arc because of the way it ended where like essentially he goes brain broken because he realizes he just has never actually won a fight off of any sort of merit or his own like actual ability or skill he always relies on like dirty tricks or like I, I don't know just being like underhanded I guess just yeah, like that's so funny because like that thematically comes back into Baki's fight with his dad like way mm -hmm. later on yeah, because um, I, I guess I didn't I kind of thought that's what they were getting at. I, I, I went and kind of like read up on Reddit, like people's takes on it, because it's never really explicitly stated. But it's kind of like where people are leaning is that like, yeah, he basically realized that like he just he's just not a good like he's never like it says he's never won a fight and he really hasn't on his own. Like he's got to always, you know, everything, everything is some sort of trickery. Cause like even Dopo Orochi, the only way he like beats him or gets an upper hand on him is literally having that explosive hidden in his fucking right hand that after he escapes the hospital, he just face palms him and blows his face to shreds. Yeah. Is that Orochi or is that Haniyama? Like what happens to Haniyama again for like his fucking cheeks to get blown out? Oh, Haniyama. Um, so Haniyama was spec. Haniyama and spec were fighting. Um, yeah. and I can't remember. So, what what did Spec do to Haniyama? I thought there was something like sticking a grenade in his mouth or something. Oh yeah, I think it was something like that. Um, let me see. <laughs> yeah, cause cause oh, that's um, Haniyama is the nineteen-year-old leader of the Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so funny, their ages. Um, yeah, Speck attempts to kill Haniyama by shooting him in the mouth. 
Um, but Hanayama turns his face, so the bullet passes through his cheek, almost like how Speck is first introduced, where he takes the gun, he just like shoots himself through the cheek like a bunch of times. Um, okay, yeah. And, yeah. and it's after that that Hanayama uses the vice grip to basically crush his windpipe. Yeah. Our good old Florida man. God, dude. And, like, the fights, like, the whole presentation of, like, techniques and things in in this show is, like, so interesting because uh, I think it's Dopa Orochi who's, like, karate chopping someone's head, like, against the pavement at one point. And uh, it's talking about how, like, it's not the initial hit. It's, like, the bounce off of the secondary surface or whatever, which is, like, actually doing the real damage. And, yeah. Like, it'll especially early on it'll like tell you some stuff that's like some legit fighting stuff but then like as the show goes on it gets so fucking ridiculous yeah um and like the Uh little asides that they take just get like progressively more insane right oh yeah um no, even just like uh, 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 Yanagi with his, uh, what, is, what did he call it? Basically just like using oxygen to fucking incapacitate his opponents. Just like putting his, his hand over their mouths or whatever. Yeah. Because um, like we haven't gotten him yet, except for like where he ambushed uh, Baki at his like high school. And he like essentially defeats him there. That's the Japanese guy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And he does the poison palm stuff, right? Yeah, I think I think it is called the poison palm. Yeah. Uh, cause he yeah poison hand. Uh, because he like he he asks like Baki like oh what's the most like poisonous gas in existence? Um. To which, you know, it ends up, you know, no matter what you guess, it ends up being, uh, uh, oxygen. oxygen. Yeah. So he uses that to knock out his opponents. Yeah, his shit gets pretty crazy. Yeah. So you are, like, through the first arc, right? Uh, yeah. So I'm through part one. Um. So you're into part two. Uh, what, what are you thinking so far about, like, part one? Yeah, no, I, uh, I really liked it. It's, it, it's interesting. It's, you know, it, it definitely has, like, an older art style and an older, like, anime feel to it. Um, and then just a very interesting concept that I don't, it it doesn't feel like it's not, it doesn't feel like like, I'm pretty sure it's not classified as a shonen, right? I'm pretty sure it's classified, whatever the like young men's, because there's like shonen and there's shoujo, which like shonen is young boy, shoujo is young girl. And there's like the anime geared more towards like the children in Japan of the different. I don't know. I always thought that shonen was just like shonen jump you know 
was where it came from. Oh yeah, so no, so apparently it, it specifically refers to like Shonen is is young boy, Shoujo is young girl, and there's like classifications for like more mature, um, like the more mature, uh, like anime. Can't remember what it's called though. I don't know. Um, kind of funny on the IMDb page for some reason I have like the German trailer for Baki but it's all in Japanese huh so they're speaking Japanese but then it has like the German subtitles nice oh wie schon ist es Deutsch Oh, God. Anyway, kind of surprising. 8.5 thousand people rated this on IMDb as a 6.8 out of 10. That's almost a 7. Now, if you go to Google, though, Baki has... Like a... what? Oh, God. I just got lost. Baki has, like, a 96%. Damn. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been enjoying it so far. It's it really is just like, um. So it's kind of funny different. because it kind of like it has its own sense of humor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're watching it just to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch like a fight anime. Uh, I feel like very quickly you would be like, uh, I mean, there's definitely better fight anime. Um, but, and you'll see this as you progress, like the show is like hyper self-aware and it, it's definitely to some degree, a parody of fight anime. Um, and like historically you got shows like I don't know Dragon Ball Z where like the the power scaling just gets like out of control immediately. Yeah. Like episode 1 you're like shooting an energy ball through two people and uh the main character like goes to the underworld and has to like train to come back to the living world or whatever because they got told that some Saiyans are going to invade like a year from now. And you're just like, what? <laughs> uh, and they're like flying around and like moving at the speed of light. And like by the time Dragon Ball Z is over, it's like you've got planet killing energy moves and yeah. shit like that. And like Baki never gets to that point, but it does get like way more ridiculous, I think, with like kind of. I mean, dude, just like some of the characters that they introduce later on, you're like, how is this even real? But like, it's also so aware of like it being necessary to kind of bring in like actual real world fighters to some degree. And they do this with like Muhammad Ali, uh, but they've all like, they've changed the names slightly so that they're spelled different, but sound the same. But you've got like Muhammad Ali, Ali uh, 
Iron Mike, who would be, you know, Mike Tyson. Um, at one point in, I think, the last arc of Baki Hanma, uh, you have, oh, shoot, what's his name? The tiny boxer dude. Uh, I think he's Filipino. Uh, like from Baki or like something else? Like Manny Pacquiao. Oh, Manny Pacquiao, yeah. There's like a Manny Pacquiao type character. Um, God, dude. And like all of these people are like, <laughs> it's just fucking funny. And like you get the joke or you don't get the joke. That's kind of how I explain the show is like you watch it. And if you're taking it super fucking seriously, then you probably will be like, oh, this isn't very good. But if you get the fucking joke, then it it's it becomes like one of the truly great, like very, very good animes. Um yeah. Cause it does kind of like assume that most of what's happening is like rooted in reality, like rooted in real fighting. Um, but then it goes like cartoonish with it and it'll get like fucking ridiculous. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what you think of the, the third arc. So like the final season of that show Baki, um, because there's some fights at the Raitai tournament, which are just fucking ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, so I'm I'm kind of excited to see that stuff from you. Or with you, I guess. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. No, I'm uh <clears throat> I'm excited to see like what ends up happening. Yeah. So how much of Yujiro have you seen? Uh, just a little bit. So basically, uh, what's his name? The the Russian dude. Uh, like brought Baki's girlfriend to him, and that was when like Oliver sent in to to track him down. Okay. So that's like arc two, isn't it? Yeah, that's the very beginning. Of uh, arc two, so you really haven't seen like anything of his dad then, right? Uh, no. Damn, that's crazy. His dad's a cool character. I mean, his dad's a cool character because he's a fucking freak. <laughs> Not a freak like a Vosh freak, but he's just like a. He's a freak. He's got extra muscles in his back, so he's got this, like, weird... Uh, his back looks like a demon face, and so people call him the ogre. And I believe in Japanese, the word for, like, ogre and demon is, like, loosely the same word. It's oni. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. God, dude. Yeah, he's pretty... It's pretty awesome already. Yeah. I'm excited so is Oliver. to see. Oh, you like Oliver? Yeah. 
overseas is pretty solid. Yeah, I just like he's just like he's, he's fucking this big beefy dude who just gets shit done, and they're pretty much like, yeah, we can't keep you in prison, so we're just gonna hire you as an, like an assassin to bring down other criminals. They kind of had to balance out all of the uh, like American characters being like not good fighters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> also love that he's just like the biggest fucking dude oh yeah he's absolutely fucking massive yeah oh shit apparently it's gonna snow tomorrow yeah no um good 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 solid anime yeah, it really gets better. We can talk about some other news. Uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. Have you seen the trailer for that? Uh, I haven't seen the full trailer. I just saw the teaser. Yeah, so I saw a trailer for that. Finally. Um, don't know how I feel about it. Uh, yeah. Um, however, it being pretty much, I think, the only Marvel movie coming out this year is kind of crazy so like it's gotta be it's for their sake it has to be good otherwise like they've completely fucking lost this year um did you see apparently Madam Web is absolute trash well I I don't know if we talked about this on the fucking podcast before but I was like there is literally no reason for me to go see Madam Web like it looks boring it looks like nothing fucking happens and it's a bunch of characters that A, I either haven't heard of, or B, they aren't represented like they were in previous media, or and C. Sure enough, that's, bad. That's, that's 100% what it is, is what everyone's like, issue is with it, is that it's just not good. It, it, it's boring, like, you don't, nothing happens. The, I don't oh know. I've God. I've seen 14% like fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, three point eight on IMDb, thirty percent Metacritic, yeah. and yet forty three percent of Google users like this movie. Yeah, it's apparently really bad. The, like the dude that I follow on TikTok who like reviews movies said pretty much exactly what Moist Critical said. In that, yeah, you're just like you basically for an action movie there is like no fucking action, like nothing happens. Everyone's lines are bad. All the characters are flat. He's like, even the villain is just like, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a villain." That's like his entire persona. Yeah. Even Shelby today, when she got home, was like, "I've been hearing that Madam Web is incredibly bad." And I was like, "This is crazy that you're coming to me, telling me about a movie that's like, apparently not good." Because yeah. Shelby's usually the kind of person that's like. I'm going to watch it before I make any comments about it. Yeah. Um, whereas I'll be like, this thing's got a fucking 30% on whatever. I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's probably really bad. Mentionable budget, um, 80 million USD. Yeah. So well, all they got to get out of this thing <laughs> is about 300 to get their uh, money's worth. Yeah. I don't know if, um, if you've heard, but apparently, like, a lot of actors 
I feel like this is kind of on the actors and their management. Apparently, there's a lot of actors that think like Sony, like like Sony's movies they're doing of like like Adam Webb and Morbius, like like in those realms. Like apparently, a lot of these actors and actresses are confused and think that they're like part of Marvel, like legitimately. Um, and don't realize that like you're not really you're like kind of like the redheaded stepchild. Like maybe maybe you're being produced like by them a little bit. I would like to know what the source is for this, because like actors talking bad about a studio like that uh, doesn't happen often. Um, and it would well, be really no, so interesting no, to see or hear. None of the actors are talking bad about it. They just don't realize. So like they're signing up for these movies, not realizing. Like like apparently people are saying that they. Um, they like sign for these movies and they're like, they're out there like tweeting or posting about like, Oh, I'm so glad to be a part of the Marvel family. And it's like, you're not actually. I mean, technically, I mean, they're not under like Disney Marvel, but like, no, no, but still like they're kind of, Sony does have Marvel film rights. So. Yeah. There's definitely not the same sort of care putting in being put into this though. Um, well, it's interesting like. because they're like, oh, well, we have Spider-Man shit, so we can keep making, like, a Spider-Man universe of movies and, like, entertaining the idea that, like, our characters are going to have more crossovers with uh, their <laughs> characters. But what they do is they give, uh, like, Disney the right to make a movie with Spider-Man and then, uh, oh, God, what was that most recent Spider-Man movie with all of the Spider-Mans in it? Oh, uh... Not far from home. A new fart home. home. Homecoming. Yeah. Homecoming. So, uh, farting at home. Uh, yeah. Did really good because it had like a lot of nostalgia value in it, but it was also a pretty good movie, especially yeah. compared to uh, the the recent Marvel turnout. So they do that, right? And then they make a movie like Venom, which is almost a decent movie. Mm-hmm. I think generally people aren't that impressed with it, but like people who really are just like hungry for like spider-man character movies they're like oh no it's good you know it's real it's real good swear um but then you get like venom 2 which is dog shit and then uh you get this madam web which is dog shit you get morbius which is dog shit memeably dog shit um and it's like you still have to make good movies if you want to build your stupid little fucking Spider-Verse. Like, that's the thing about uh, the animated ones, right? Into the Spider-Verse, multiple Spider-Verse, big multiverse spiders. Uh, they're spiders. decent movies. Like, the first one's very good. I didn't see the second one, but only because I was, like, dead and done with, like, superhero movies at this point. Yeah. Um I also dude I I fucking hate when they start bringing in too much multiverse shit. Which which to bring us all back around is why I'm a little hesitant on like getting excited for Deadpool because they've brought in the stupid fucking time people from the Loki show. 
and uh, it looks like the way that they're gonna do the Wolverine stuff is that it's not gonna be like this universe is Wolverine. It's gonna be like XYZ universe is Wolverine, and that's why he's wearing the fucking like classic suit. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm just I'm real fucking hesitant because again, this is under Disney. This is like an under Disney Marvel movie that got made. Um, the previous two were free to do whatever they wanted. They were like free to do the R rating. Um, I'm interested to see what the rating is for this one when it comes out. So it's supposed to come out July 26. So we got a little bit of a wait for it. Um, I mean, obviously the casting is good because it's just like Ryan Reynolds is doing Deadpool again, and he's he's a good Deadpool. I can't think of someone that would be better than him. Um, you got uh, the man himself being Wolverine still. Yeah, uh, Hugh Jackman. Huge Coming Jackman. He is. Um, he is. He is a guy. That's a man. He's he's triple threat. This this is interesting. While I was looking at the cast and stuff for this, uh, people also ask, is Ghost Rider in Deadpool 3? Deadpool 3 will feature a more comic book accurate universe with characters from the X-Men animated series and Marvel comics, including Wolverine's yellow suit and Patrick Stewart's Professor X, as well as cameos from Fox Marvel characters. Nicolas Cage will make a cameo as Ghost Rider before the character is recast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If that's true, I have faith in this movie again. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you seen that we have our Fantastic Four? Oh, God. Isn't it? Uh... It's Fantastic. not John Krasinski. Pe- Pedro Pascal it's... is going to be Mr. Fantastic. Oh, he's so short. Yeah. Um, he's so short, dude. Why would they do that? Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic. Um, fucking... Uh, and John... Cr- Cr- Mr. Ski. Uh, Mr. Ski. He was such... He looked like him. He looks like the character. Yeah, he does. He he was really good for it. I don't know why they didn't just keep him. I can't... Dude, I can't believe they're doing Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. I think Evan Moss Bachrock is a he's a pretty good cast for Ben Grimm. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanessa Kirby for Sue. Joseph Quinn. What has Joseph Quinn been in? Uh, fucking uh, Stranger Things. Stranger. <laughs> Wait, who is he in Stranger Things? Uh, he plays, um, fucking brother of, like... Wait, he's not uh, the bad boy brother, is he? Yeah, he is. Wait, he's Eddie Munson. Who the fuck is Eddie Munson? He's the brother of the redhead girl. No, 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 no. Just Quinn. He's the 
He's like the punk guy. Um, oh, that's right. He played the fucking guitar on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. played Master Puppets or whatever. Yeah, he played uh, <laughs> Metal Liquor. Yeah. I don't know. Are you excited for this? Comes out fucking next year, so I'm gonna forget about it before then. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I think the only bad casting choice for this is Pedro Pascal. Only because he's so fucking short. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of sucks, too. I just, I don't see him playing, like, a really stoic character. Like, you could argue the Mandalorian for this, but, like, he never takes his helmet off in that. So, like, you never really see his face. Yeah. I mean, I do think he's a good actor. I just don't understand why they would want him to play Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a bad one. Yeah. Also, have you heard anything about any Star Wars movies coming out? <laughs> Um, because I've heard about a lot of them getting announced, but like, we're not getting any trailers, we're not getting any teasers, we're not getting anything. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't really heard or seen anything. Could you imagine owning Star Wars? Like, at one point, the biggest fucking fandom. Yeah. biggest franchise in the world and you can't make a half decent fucking movie <laughs> dude yeah I just I don't know what they're doing just, just oh you know what Pedro Pascal is not as short as I thought he was he's apparently 5'11 according to Google <laughs> I mean he ain't 6 foot he definitely ain't six foot four. But he ain't seven foot three. Where my boy Spec at? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I guess another argument for him playing like stoic characters is also The Last of Us, but I didn't watch that and I didn't play it and I didn't. I got no investment in that whatsoever. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I think this is going to be like a really bleak year film-wise, apart from I'm excited for Dune 2. I want to watch Dune 2. Uh, I am to some degree excited about Deadpool just because that's like the only superhero comics I've ever actually read um, 
other than that though i like i the only thing i can think of is like a24 movies that are coming out yeah like i'm excited for a24 movies but i nothing disney makes <laughs> it's got me excited I'm really wondering how this Madam Web movie is going to do financially, just because the budget was so low for a movie like this. Like, $80 million. Uh, that's pretty cheap. Because fucking... I'm pretty sure the the Marvels... What was the budget on that? Oh my god, dude, the budget was 274 million. And it only box officed 206 million. Jeez. So this movie that's like technically Captain Marvel 2, right? Oh my god, dude, because what was the box office on Captain Marvel? It was like ludicrously high it should not have been as high as it was yeah 1.13 billion imagine having a, a basically 900 million dollar difference between your first movie and your second movie's box office <laughs> also made on a significantly cheaper budget 152 million dollars for captain marvel whereas the marvels was again 274 million apparently you put an extra 100 million dollars into the movie to make $900 million less. Oof, dude. Ouch. That's rough. Yeah. Although, I guess that's why you're getting comments by uh, fucking Bob Iger. Yeah, Bob Iger saying that uh, Bob Iger blames the Marvel's box office failure partially on lack of set supervision. In a new interview, the CEO also said the company has made too many sequels lately and that waiting for a film to hit streaming is a lot cheaper than seeing it in theaters. So he's blaming... He's blaming Disney's own streaming of their movies on why their box office is so terrible now. Jesus. Dude, he's a fucking... He's a fuck-up. <laughs> yeah. The Marvels was shot during COVID. There wasn't much supervision on the set, so to speak, where we have executives that are really looking over what's being done day after day after day. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that worked really good for uh, Han Solo, a Star Wars story. Dude, 
I just I don't I don't know that there'll ever be a time where I go really go back to fucking watching and enjoying Star Wars unless they make some insane changes. Yeah, I don't know. Cause I was thinking about it today, I was like, dude, if I wanted to watch something that was Star Wars and just like it wasn't one of the movies. Uh so like not OG trilogy, not prequels. If I want to watch something with Star Wars and like really enjoy it, what would I watch? And I was like, Gindy Tartakovsky's uh, Clone Wars. Like that's what I would watch. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that I could watch probably like once a year for the rest of my life and be like, this is still that fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I was hanging out with some friends over the weekend and we were contemplating whether or not we were going to play kill team and then we were also contemplating whether or not we were going to play uh this batman skirmish game that my friend is into (laughs) and i got i was like man you know because they'd been painting these models and stuff and i was like man this is making me want to like get back to painting my models because i know i only have looks over at the desk behind me uh five more snow troopers to paint and like i'm really close to actually having like an entire army painted and like all of my models for something painted um but we got talking and they were like oh like what factions are in legion and i was like well there's imperials there's rebels there's droids there's clone troopers and then there's like shadow syndicate which is you know yeah. Darth Maul and the gangs. And they were like, oh shit. So I could like get clones and paint them like the old, uh, the old like 2D Clone Wars style. And I was like, oh fuck yeah, you can. And honestly, those are the better paint schemes. <laughs> and I started yeah, thinking yeah. about it and I was like, do I actually like, like thinking about like, Clone Wars, the animated one, the, like, 3D animated one that, uh, what's-his-name did? Like, even that show is, like, kind of bitter in my mouth now, where I'm like, you know, it had some really good episodes, but I, like, I'm never gonna go back and watch it, because I know where it all leads to now, which is, like, these fucking shows that suck donkey dick. Whereas, like, the Gindy Tartakovsky stuff is, like, wedged between two of the prequel movies uh it's a complete thing the characters in there all feel honest and true to the characters as they were portrayed on the on the big screen and uh it was also true to the other properties that were coming out at the time so like whenever you go back and play the old battlefronts you don't have these like stupid regimental colors on your troopers you've got like specialist markings on them so your sharpshooter has a fucking red stripe on his shoulder uh your demo guy has the fucking purple coloring your jet trooper has green you know uh your pilots have the yellow markings uh and it just like all of that is i think one-to-one the same as in the animated clone wars show the tartakovsky clone wars and like the fact that they were all being honest to each other 
like feels so good whereas like now i'm like oh yeah the 501st all had fucking silly coloring stuff on them because of uh what's her name ahsoka and it's just dumb i'm angry yeah. about it <laughs> <laughs> i'm absolutely livid i'm fuming Maybe one day. Maybe one day they'll start turning out some more good Star Wars. I'm not getting my hopes up, though. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen under Disney. Especially seeing the... Um, I mean, you probably didn't see it, but... Their, like... Script writing standards were leaked. Mm -hmm. And pretty much thematically... You can only make shows that are about like diversity and inclusion now, which is really weird. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is the only thing we're going to make movies about. And it's like, this is the one thing that's like people don't want to watch movies about. <laughs> Not because they don't believe in diversity and inclusion and that kind of stuff, but like it's inorganic and it's disingenuous whenever you're like every single movie you're putting out has the same message and it's portrayed poorly and it's just like a boring frustrating thing to be going through as an audience yeah all right well i'm tired you want to meet on <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. All right, so next week, uh, Scott and I are going to try and surprise you with uh, an A24 movie. We're going to figure out an A24 movie to watch so we can claim yes. we're, we're artistes and we appreciate the finer flavors of life. And then we're also going to watch more Baki. And, uh, more I, Baki. I might figure out what episode you're on and watch it watch through it with you so uh got a little bit more context for what you're going through um but as always if you enjoyed the music the music was by carl casey at white bat audio uh if you wanted to send in a request or request that we watch something or uh tell us that we're our opinions are bad you can do that at cryptidworksofficial at gmail.com or on the artist formerly known as Twitter uh, X at Bad Pipes Pod. Yeah, and, you got it. You got it right. You got it right. Yeah, time. I know. I was, I was hoping I. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's about time I learned this. Uh, what else? What else we got? Uh, uh, uh Patreon. I quote worked at Patreon. If you're unhinged enough to want to give us like a dollar a month uh you can do that at patreon.com forward slash bad pipes podcast and that's just to prevent us from ever taking sponsors okay we will never take a sponsor <laughs> if you guys give us money um give us money that i can spend on new paintbrushes for painting miniatures <laughs> uh is that it I think that's it. Probably. Maybe. 
Yeah. Uh, have a good Black History Month, everyone. It's February. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.